Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz and welcome to another Bible Ring of the Day. Today we are in Jeremiah 40, 1-16 and then Luke 5, 1-39. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. Jeremiah freed. The word came to Jeremiah from the Lord after Nebuchadnezzar, commander of the Imperial Guard, had released him at Ramah. He had found Jeremiah bound in chains among all the captives from Jerusalem and Judah who were being carried into exile to Babylon. When the commander of the guard found Jeremiah, he said to him, The Lord your God decreed his, this disaster for this place. Now the Lord has brought it about. He has done just as he said he would. All this happened because you, you people sinned against the Lord and did not obey him. But today I am freeing you from the chains of your wrists. Come with me to Babylon, if you like, and I will look after you. But if you do not want to, then don't come. Look, the whole country lies before you. Go wherever you please. However, before Jeremiah turned to go, Nebuzaradan added, Go back to Gedaliah, son of Ahakam, the son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon has appointed over the towns of Judah, and live with him among the people, or go anywhere else you please. Then the commander gave him provisions and, pre and a present and let him go. So Jeremiah went to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, at Mitzvah, and he stayed with him among the people who were left behind in the land. Gedaliah assassinated. All the army officers and their men who were still in the open country heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahakam, as governor over the land and had put him in charge of the men, women, and children who were the poorest in the land and who were, had been, who had not been carried into exile to Babylon. They came to Gedaliah at Mitzpah. Ishmael, son of Nathaniel, Nathaniel, and Jehonan and Jonathan, the sons of Kariah, Sariah, sons of Tanhumeth, the sons of Ephi, and Netaphathite, the Nepathite, and Jezaniah, the son of Mechathite, son of the Mechathite, and their men. Gedaliah, son of Ahakam, the son of Shaphan, took an oath to reassure them their men and their men do not be afraid to serve the babylonians he said settle down in the land and serve the king of babylon and it will go well with you i myself will stay at mitzvah to present represent you before the babylonians who come to us but you are to harvest the wine summer fruit and oil and put them in their in your storage jars and live in the towns you have taken over when all the Jews in Moab, Ammon, Edom, and all the countries heard that the king of Babylon had left a remnant in Judah and had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahakim, the son of Shaphan, as governor over them, they all came back to the land of Judah to Gedaliah at Mitzvah. For all the countries where they had been scattered, and they harvested an abundance of wine and summer fruit. Jehonan, 
son of Kariah, and the army officers still in the open country came to Gedaliah at Mitzpah, said to him, Don't you know that the Baalus king of the Ammonites has sent Ishmael, son of Nathaniel, Nathaniah, to take your life? But Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, did not believe them. Then Jehonan, son of Kariah, said to said privately to Gedaliah in Mitzvah, Let me go and kill Ishmael son of Nathaniah, and no one will and no one will know it. Why should should he take your life and cause all the Jews who are gathered around you are to be scattered and the remnant of Judah to perish? But Gedaliah son of Ahakim said to Jonathan son of Korea, Don't do such a thing. What you're saying about Ishmael is not true. Let's go ahead and head to your New Testament reading. Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz. Now this, we are in your New Testament reading. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. The Calling of the First Disciples. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake at Gennesaret, with the people crowding around him and listening to the words of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, that the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to pour out, put out a little from shore. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the son of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So they put their boats on, up on shore, left everything, and followed him. The Man with Leprosy While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man named came along who would cover, who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone but go show yourself to the priests and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more. So the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus heals a paralytic. 
One day, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of law who had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem were sitting there, and the power of the Lord was present for him to be heal the sick. Some men were carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on the mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right <coughs> right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you at thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on <coughs> on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Everyone who was amazed and gave praise to God, they were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. The Calling of Levi After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up left everything and followed him. Then Levi had a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. Put but the Pharisees and the teachers of law that who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Jesus questioned about fasting. They, <clears throat> they said to him, John's disciples often fast and pray, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees. But yours go and eat and drink. Go, But yours go on eating and drinking. Jesus answered, Can you make the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. In those days they will fast. He told them this parable. No one tears a patch from a new garment and sews it on an old one. If he does, he will have he will have torn the new garment, and the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does... The new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wine skins will be ruined. No no new wine must be poured out and poured into new wine skins. No one after drinking old wine wants to wants the new, for he says the old the old is better. Let's go ahead and head to, and close in prayer. Lord God, I just praise you. I lift you up. Lord, I thank you for everything. Lord, I just ask that you be with us and watch over us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.